Welcome back to another episode of Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Do you guys know that for a long time, Craig couldn't say that? He was like, welcome back to, to, to Bulletproof. Oh, yeah, we heard it. We heard it. Oh, podcast yeah. podcast. I loved it. He was like, Craig, no, the whole name is Bulletproof Dental Practice. Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Um, nice to have anyway, everybody on. Good, good, to be, uh, good to be amongst friends. Good Always. to be amongst friends. Absolutely. Well, let's tackle some stuff. What do y'all say? Let's so do today, it. Let's do it. Let's light this candle, people. If you missed the intro from the last episode, the roasting Dwight uh, episode of him being the Jason Calcanis of, uh, of dentistry, then then uh, make sure you listen to that. It was pretty good. I'm cool. going to have to send it to Jason and be like, hey, you should you should check out our little roaster. You know, he follows me on Twitter, so maybe I can get, uh, maybe I can get some action down, there. Man. That would be awesome. Who Calcanis does? Yeah. 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 Troublemaker. He's into crypto, so he's uh, <clears throat> anyway. Into all that jazz. Well, I think one of the big topics I think we can throw down, and I think it's good to have this many minds on a call like this to be able to discuss it. But um, in many, many ways, a lot of people have advised, including on this podcast between Pete and Craig at some point in time, to hold as recession was approaching, inflationary impacts were going on, a war across the other side of the world. There was enough going on where there was almost this discussion, one side, both. Now you discussed a little bit of real estate, you discussed a little bit of dental practice and said, hold, everybody should maybe hold and not put so much pressure. In fact, at the summit, I remember this coming out of Pete's mouth and a lot of advice, but there's something to be said for the fact that all four of us on this call are actually in the midst of expansion and deep diving um, in the midst of this. So I wanna open it up and just have a general discussion to help people think through this. Um, partially because maybe where our businesses are and where we're choosing to do this or uh, just the nature of, of our personality as to why the drive is happening, what's going on. So let's throw it out there. We'll start off with, uh, actually, let's talk about what everybody's doing right now. Uh, I know, Craig, you're starting to expand in your own space that you built a while back, but now you've even added chairs to that. So well, wait, let's Dwight, let's 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 talk about some macroeconomic things that may sure. frame why why you are saying this, right? Right. Um, in my opinion, I think I think that we are going to have a um, a pretty hard landing in twenty twenty three. At some hard, point, man. I agree. That being describe said, describe a little more of what a hard landing to you means. Yeah. So, I mean, um, look, I mean, we've already had, we had all these things coming up that Craig and I, we talked about them a lot, like the bond, the yield curve is inverting, right? The, the, the amount of inflation that was out of control. We talked about the Haywood index, right? And so Chapworth index, that Chapworth, sorry. Um, yeah. uh, Chapwood. Okay. You know, and and so these are all like ingredients when you start stirring the pot and eventually it's just going to come to fruition and we can only print our way. We can only kick the can so far down the road with, with stimulus and adding this and, 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 um, so things are obviously getting overheated, which they have to rectify, you know, and the fed keeps trying, they have one lever to fix this and that is just raising interest rates, raising business rates. So another 75 basis raise and so they will continue to do it they are committed to this process until they force a recession that that's well, actually they also, their goal they also were expecting another 50 basis points but they announced it's more likely to be about 150. so when they originally were saying it was transitory and then of course it was then realizing no we're going to try and make it a soft landing and now they're backing all that out because they know it's going to be a relatively hard hard landing to say it's going to be worse because they're actually spending <laughs> 
printing money Still. in the inflation reduction bill. They've actually right. printed trillions of dollars to fix inflation, which right. is actually going. Right. We all know it's going to fail. We all know it's going to fail. If you want to figure out how government works, go down to the DMV and renew your license. That's what you're going to get when the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, it's going to get more of the same. Mm-hmm. And it, but I, but I, I think overall, though, I mean, I'm, I'm actually no, Peter. I'm curious because I always, every time we talk about economics, I always want to really just listen to you guys. I, my, my opinions are not. No, I mean, here. so look, that is look. Does can anyone see the future? Absolutely not. Could we get out of this somewhat unscathed? Probably, but I would be very surprised. That being said. Here's what you do, right? In, in my opinion, in, it's a, in, I don't love Warren Buffett, but he has some quotes, right? Right? You want to be you want to be fearful when everybody is greedy, and we've had some greed in the economy, some froth in the economy the past two years. Let's just call it okay. So you want to be fearful when everyone's greedy, and then greedy when everybody is fearful. And so I believe where we are coming into, you can't avoid the headlines. You know, us as business owners, us as dentists, people listening to this pod, you know, you the Internet surrounds us. And all we are seeing now is doom and gloom, inflation and war and federal printing and, you know, all these things. Right. Interest rates rising. So if it bleeds, it reads. And we are and it and it starts to affect, you know, it starts to brainwash you to affect. And so people start clamming up. And I was going to actually mention that in the last pod is that, you know, we talked about September. Mm-hmm. You know, and in a, in, a, in a vacuum that's not related to all this stuff, it's easy to say, hey, identify the trends. But some of it may very well be just people are getting scared and starting to spend less, even though you guys had up months. Um, but it affects different regions of the country differently at different times. So where am I going with this? Um, Craig, I know you wanted to hear kind of a, a, an outlook. Is that is that I think when you set a plan, right, and my plans were set in place Long, my expansion plans were set in place long before, you know, in, in, they were set in place in the greedy phase, let's just call it, the past couple of years. Not my greed, but in a greedy phase of the economy where everything was just blowing and going. Buildings were selling for 4% cap rates. You know, everyone was getting stimulus money. So my plan has not changed because I believe in the thesis of the expansion. Okay. So, I, you know, 5% money is what kind of we are currently looking at right now for business loans, if you have really good relationships, I'm borrowing money at 5%. Is it as great as 3% like it was, you know, a year and a half ago? No. But if the, if if that is the metric for I'm going to be successful or not in this endeavor, like that's the wrong question to ask, right? If, if, that's, where, if that's where you're thinking, like if your fear come, is predicated on a couple percent interest rate, then it's probably not a sound investment. No, get, absolutely. Right? Yeah. 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 So, you're not running a profitable enough business to even look. I'm not that. gonna. I am not gonna run hog wild trying to just like pick up things that people are dropping, so to speak, metaphorically. But you know, get into the greedy phase of, of people being fearful. I'm going to move forward with with cautious optimism. Yeah. And make sure that I am backing up the decisions I'm making on data, not emotion. Full stop. Exactly. Granted, I don't have a crystal ball like I just started this monologue with. I don't have a crystal ball. No one does. But I sure as shit don't want to be sitting here in 2024 saying, oh, wow, I paused and I could have expanded and nothing bad happened. Right? So that is a bigger fear to me than, than facing the, 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 the rocks in front of me. 
is the woulda, coulda, shoulda is a is far more regretful for me than the pain of saying like I did it. I value. I was the man in the arena, so to speak, and I mm. and I did it, and I got some. I got cut up, but I did it. And I would much rather live that way. And that's kind of how I've always lived, you know, as Dwight tells you by a culture. And there you go. That's right. It's such, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's such a beautiful, I think about that all the time, Craig. I have that too in my closet. So I I, I just got that on Amazon. It's one of my favorite things. So I had that on my desk before I ever did my first move. And it was always just like, you never want to flip into the gray, you know, the gray area of neither knowing victory nor defeat. And, um, you know, I, I agree with that. You, you want to, if your plan is to step on the gas, don't let the economic cycles trick you. I think those that are going to be scared through this cycle, you're going to get hurt worse. When we had the dental Intel guys on, we saw that the bottom 15% and the top 15% both decreased and grew at the same percentage. So the lowest 15% of practice dental practices during COVID like decreased by 80%. The top 15% increased by 80%. So it's like whatever, you know. It's Pareto's principle, right? Yeah, Yeah. and it's wild to see that. it's So it's really your psychology again. If you But with that that being said, I think the most important thing that you're saying is you're exactly right. But that also means that the majority is in the middle, getting on social media, listening to each other, and staying status quo. So if all you're doing is getting in there, getting on social media, listening to each other on some group or – calling your buddies and seeing what they're doing. You're like, okay, I'm doing what they're doing. That's awesome. Okay. We're then we're all staying status quo. Great. Well, guess what? The highs and the lows need that middle center to stay status quo. Because the truth is, is the acquisition, the development, the merger and acquisition, the consolidation of our industry, which is actually being forced by that status quo is what's making it happen. So I agree. Getting in the right circles is the absolute greatest thing you can do for yourself if you want to be if you want to get fit and all your friends are not fit you're not going to get fit i I mean for me like hey or if you want the the economic circles the the type of it's just so important to be discerning yeah show me five smokers your five friend smokers you will be the sixth yeah like it's just it's just so patrick bet david today just put this out two hours ago on instagram i loved it it says if everyone around you complains odds are you're a complainer if everyone around you feels helpless odds are you are helpless if everyone around you is a is pursuing big dreams odds are you are pursuing big dreams choose your company wisely it is i mean my buddy john who i you know i know dwight you've met him i don't know if if you've met him peter but that guy single yeah he single-handedly changed the trajectory of my life He's my friend. He just started telling me things. He would meet with me and Erica, talk about profitability. He's like, I know it's just 1%, but like 1% when you're at your size, you are and 1% here. And this is what you need to do. And I, I watched his leadership. I mean, the guy's a rock star. Like the Fort Myers just got blasted with the hurricane and their dealerships are okay. But uh, they went over there and they started taking inventory of the people that lost their houses who didn't have generators. They bought like 50 generators. They yeah. literally set up trailers for people. The business is open. It's not your responsibility to take care of your employees' housing. My buddy Jeff went over for four days. He's been chainsawing, literally in the trenches with people with tractors and equipment. He's really handy. Chainsawing. The guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. It doesn't matter. And, and that's just who he is. Like if he would be there for anybody, but these types of leadership examples that I got to witness, I'm like, damn, would I do that? 
Would I write a severance check like that? Would that's I do the power this of the network. That's yeah. the power of the network. And if you're just, well, for those yeah. of you who are just, what I'm trying to say to kind of land this comment is as we go through a recession, your company matters more. When it's a polarizing time, either the sky is freaking falling or don't right. worry, there's still opportunities. When there's a recession, it's magnified by 10. So if you're in the wrong circle in this recession, you are going to have an expanded effect of the recession in a detrimental, in a, in a detrimental way. That's it. I agree. I, that's, that's very good. That's very good. Into, I mean, I know we beat that drum a lot, right? Put yourself in a group that is not a crab pot, not a group that, I mean, in crab pot, Craigie Boys asked what I mean by that is, you know, if you ever see crabs in a pot, they, they try to get to the top and one of them almost escapes. The other one kind of pulls them down. It's like, whoa, 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 what are the you problem, doing? The problem that's so tricky about this distinction, Peter, is when you're in a crab pot group of friends, you're yeah. a crab, you're a crab yeah, as crab well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you don't, you need the self-awareness like, oh shit, I love hanging out with Johnny and his wife, Diane, but you know what? They're, they're like this. Do I really want to be like that? I mean, I, I do this with every single friend I have. I say to myself, would I like to be more like this person? Mm. And if the answer is no, I'm done. I don't go to dinner again with you. My wife has taken me out. She thinks I'm impossible. She's like, Craig, you were so visibly disturbed by those people. I was kicking you under the table. I was like, I can't help it. I can't, I can't, I don't have ability to bullshit. Like if I'm not, if I don't respect you as a person, I can't be your friend or business partner. Well, you're so protective. I guess the perspective on that is you're protective of what ends up entering your ears and how you spend your time because that's the September comment. Like yes, the, exactly. So if I met a dentist who's like, well, you know, it's September. I'd be like, what is that? I'm like, yes, you're done. I can't exactly. talk to you. If exactly. I, if I can't change you or persuade yeah. you to think differently, you'll be, ex I'll have to extricate you from my ecosystem. That's exactly would, right. And would, honestly, that's what happened to me when I was flipping through Facebook and I saw that little comment and I knew cause it was a guy from my class. I jumped on there and I was like, why are you not changing anything? You do the same thing every September, every year. If anything, pandemic taught you to pivot and change your business. Well, you're not putting any effort towards changing your September whatsoever. And I got he's slammed. A crab. He's a crab. He yeah. just doesn't and know he's a crab. Like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, and and the truth is, is that is the natural, that that middle section, that lack you know, of growth and lack of depth. It, it is status quo, but I think that you have a very, it's very important to protect that inner circle because the other aspect that I think is important too is, get bigger and more people you're exactly right most people are in the middle most people are going to act like that people are going to it's the more people you put in a room uh and this is uh pete you may know this there's a psychological phenomenon that has a name but basically if someone has an accident right in front of me oh. i will run i will run to them and help them there's a point at which there's 10 people around and you say well someone here is going to help them so you, it it stops initiating action at that point in time so your inner circle along, you know, and Craig wiping people out, you know, that are negative is highly positive in that regard because it keeps everything small in that regard. It's a, it's a supreme protection of that inner circle. That's a really good aspect to do. But as you find both, you know, I see this, the reason I bring this up is I look at say hygienists or administrators or assistants or docs, any, any pick a subgroup of any, any practice you have, same thing happens crab pot and it goes you can flip it on its head too so well the antithesis of crab potting is what but because we love company is, is the no but the, oh, the antithesis, antithesis sorry antithesis is uh what what's that thing like a rising tide floats all ships or whatever it's just right. there is those abundance mindset 
Yeah, those abundance mindset people, they aren't as effective as the crab potters. Uh, and, you yeah. know, I think it's just, you, you just, just have, have to, eat. you know, if you're stuck in this, in this paradox, right, where you're, where you, you have to change your mm -hmm. environment, full stop. And I'm not right. saying that you have to get into an environment where people are saying, hey, let's expand, let's grow, let's do it. You don't have to get there because that may mean not what you want. But you have to get into circles of positivity where it's not, yeah. woe is fucking me all the time where people play the victim card because it's an easier narrative than i just didn't prepare and it's I just better didn't do this. now nowadays the victim card and is is celebrated so it's not just an easier yeah, narrative you're a true. hero when you're a victim so it's there's a cultural current that's pushing us this way and it's like no wonder we're all sitting here on this you know monday morning talking about this it's through selection we all have the same personalities of trying to grow, trying to be abundant, trying to figure out ways to do it. We all fall down many times. We skin our knees and we all just get back up and do it again. I, I have ahead, to say something that, that I think in particular for what everybody who's listening, like this is so critical. We lose our gratitude for the profession and the effort we went into to get to here. And the truth is, is that if you literally look up and consumer spending, if being dentist, being in healthcare, people forget the fact that we get to run such incredibly profitable businesses that has a, a, a hard way to get into it with low competition. On top of that, we have the ability to create something that community needs. When you look up inflationary consumer spending and what is prioritized in our outlook, we're going to have a hard landing. We're going to have 18 months of consumer spending. That's going to be more inflationary related than anything else. Inflationary meaning too much money with minimized number of goods, right? So you're dealing with this, even if it's stagflation, lack of growth and having that, what is the number one category on spending, uh, that consumers spend on during inflationary times, it actually has to be necessities, which tends to be healthcare. That is one of those items. So most people who are freaking out, yes, everybody else out there, all other industries, they're freaking out. How am I going to get an edge so, above everybody else? But on top of us, we've got this stance where we've got a healthy business and people are creating negativity around that. That should be the basis of your abundance mindset within the healthcare. And some of those people that you're mentioning, Dwight, have massive platforms. There's one that Dwight and I always just like commiserate on. The guy's got a massive 35,000 audience on Facebook and it's just nonstop toxicity you know how hygienists are you know how assistants like f my f fml you know it's really costly like when you have a microphone you have a responsibility yeah i know it feels good to just drag everybody down as a crab but like that's a pretty fucking big crab pot thirty-five thousand. to, to you're dragging down like a third of the profession i want to do two things as we kind of are on this topic a i want to make sure we're focused on I don't want just to, to, to pontificate about a problem that everyone knows about, right? I want to kind of pontificate about a problem and then propose solutions to get people thinking if, if they're in a fearful state of mind right now. And the second thing I want to do is talk about the silver linings of this period coming up. If it is a hard landing, if there is a recession, what did we learn from, two, you know, Craig, you and I, Trey, were in business and I think, Dwight, you were coming out of school in, in the last recession. No, yeah. So there were lessons that learned and in hindsight, in hindsight, like that PTSD taught me a lot of things. That, and so recessions don't have to be bad things scenario, especially if you've been a good steward of your capital up to this point, there will be a lot of opportunities. So let me, let me, let me, let me illustrate where I think see 
because it's easy to go doom and gloom and oh shit, the sky is falling. Guess what's about to get much better? Employment of yes. top talent. People are about to stop living with their parents or stop living with the baby boomers. It's an interesting thing. I actually got from the All In podcast. The baby boomers right now control one the, of the United States control one seventh of the total world's economy. Yeah. Of which just they the got US just the U.S. So it's seventy yeah. trillion dollars of the seven hundred trillion dollar market cap of the world. They control seventy trillion dollars. Okay, so they're in control. It's not the government. It's not Morgan Stanley. It's the baby boomers, pretty much. <laughs> so you want me to translate that? So here's you? where I'm going. Yes. So yeah. when they're so abundantly rich, it's allowed for their successors to be a little lazy, living in their parents, come in, you live home, right? And so that's where I get baffled so much is like, how are people not having to go back to work? That stimulus was yeah. so long ago. How is this? How is the job market still shitty? So, so. There are more jobs out in the market than there are people applying to be that. And that is not healthy. That is a frustration point for entrepreneurs and business owners, as we've seen in our mastermind. It's my largest point of frustration right now for me personally. Yes. And Craig, and we experienced that last year in saying, like, we just can't get top talent. We can't get good talent. We just have to take warm bodies. And so where I'm going, I like to point the positive, is that I think if you are a thoroughbred practice, you are about to get thoroughbred talent if you haven't already. We are starting to get a lot more influx of the people that we are accustomed to getting. The past two years, I think, has been hard for everybody, right? Um, Because and you were able and people were having to overpay in certain scenarios, right? People were getting poached out of certain areas because other dentists practitioners were desperate for a warm body. So that is a silver lining in my opinion is that in times like in war times i think you get some of the best soldiers you know and what you're saying by that is an inflationary environment low in unemployment is a dangerous thing it actually causes more inflation but we're about to have a higher unemployment more businesses shutting down and therefore you're going to have more individuals applying and back at it yeah i think we're about to get back i will work for that lower rate healthy unemployment levels yes so that's what what he's trying to say when it comes to the actual practice level as an individual practice owner you can be prepared for people to stop showing up like we do in texas showing up with california fees for a hygienist things like that that a lot of that's going to fluctuate and go back and really it's because it's a bunch of crap pots on social media in their own hygiene groups. Or no, no, this is just like going to be, this is going to be just economic stability, economic right. equilibrium, right? Where the pendulum swung way too far yeah. because of the it's government like printing money. And now it's going to swing back because everyone's going to pause, which then things roll downhill. And, and so that would be, so I'm, I'm trying to just go over some of the blessings and, and, and look for the silver linings and, and be prepared for that. The other thing, and this goes back to my, my talking about 2008, had I had a bunch of capital in 2008, I could have made life-changing opportunities back then. Because when people run, I mean, I'm sorry, when people get scared, they want to drop things. They want to leave things. There yeah. were bargains left and right. Unfortunately, I was in a time period of my life where like, I was just like, I'm just going to get out of this unscathed. It wasn't capital. I didn't have equity. I didn't have good banking relationships at that point. Uh, you know, I was a younger dentist. And so... There will be opportunities. So in, instead of like hunkering down and looking fearful, 
you don't don't let it don't miss the opportunity of a potential good recession if we do have a hard landing maybe you all of a sudden now get that piece of dirt that you've been looking at for the past five years and driving by it every day oh, if yeah. you're a dentist right maybe you all of a sudden maybe maybe one of the your favorite buildings is all of a sudden now on the courthouse steps who knows and i'm not saying that this is a this is a good place to be but it's out of your control so why not take advantage of it if you can of course yeah, I offered um, one point. I'd love point. to see other advantages you guys think are coming yeah. as well, yeah, silver I, linings. In 2008, sorry, I offered $1.3 million for the land that my building sits on. The guy told me to go fly a kite. He literally had never been here. He's like, it's on Atlantic Avenue. There's one thing I know that means it's waterfront. I'm like, no, sir, it's not. It's Atlantic, like the Atlantic Ocean, but we're three miles from the water. So he was delusional. Same property, same man, 2011, 550. He took it. Yeah. So, um, so case in point. And, yeah. And you're right. And so translation is things go on sale, right? Same thing. Yeah. Happened with COVID. But the funny thing is when <clears throat> assets go on sale, no one wants them. When the TV goes on sale right. or that everybody buys, yeah. everybody buys it. When assets go on sale, no yeah. one buys it. Which so is this summer, we're seeing the black Friday opportunity within our industry. Right. That's what's going on is people are not seeing it that way. I agree with you. I mean, there was a practice I was going to buy just prior to COVID that was 850 grand to buy it. After COVID, I, I spent 325. It was I a big, one, big difference. But one more a, silver lining, time. Dwight. Hmm. Now may be also a time that you could either look for a merger with someone else, right? Because strength yeah. builds numbers, right? A merger or an acquisition the practice so now i think it's the time too in in situations like this where dentists can potentially hold hands together and become stronger through an acquisition right um, or through a merger and so that's another kind of silver lining opportunity maybe this is a time where you strengthen yourself up getting ready for the the bull market and absolutely getting ready to clobber it when the, when the tides do turn and they will turn again but we just don't know how long it's going to be so this is a testament to also staying you have to build a good foundation going back to to what you were talking about of part one couple of solutions you have to have a strong foundation not just throughout the business but but say financially you want to always be ready for things like that because you can't predict the future you don't know when that next cycle or the downturn happens although now we're staring something in the face and it's not just say in the industry when assets go on sale usually all assets go on sale Right. So your dental office goes on sale, your land goes on sale, stocks are all down. Every, you, you have assets all, all around you. So building a good foundation all the way through. But it's all the, relative too, which, which is interesting. Let, let, me, let me pause you there for just for a second. Um, and I'm going to pull this back to real estate. When things were going crazy in real estate recently, my buddies were saying, God, I could sell my home for $4 million. I said, yeah. But your replacement costs have inflated the exact that same well. amount. Yeah. So it's all relative. You know, just because things like, and so what I'm saying is trades like, yes, things go on sale and your assets may have gone down in value, but it's relative to now what you can acquire more for potentially. So it all stays in the flux. And it's usually, it's usually, you know, okay, cars go first or real estate goes last and things goes last. But, and if you learn how these cycles work, you can find, you can wait and time your opportunity a little bit better. Um, I think practices obviously are predicated on cash flow, right? So you have the value of a practice. You're saying your, your practice value goes down is predicated on cash flow. So you usually look at a rear view of 12 months. So it might be, let's just say hypothetically, there was a hard landing Dwight in 2023 of January, 2023, the practice would be at full lull 
potentially in January of 2024 because you have to do it. You have to look back at the preceding 12 months. Right. So that may be actually when the best value for dentistry comes in. Now, real estate might be a quite different thing. You know, um, cars may be quite a different thing as soon as they fix this chip supply shortage, you know, things like that, the supply chain thing. So it happens at different points in time. And, and so I, don't, I just wanted to illustrate that because sometimes people say, well, that's this is still high. Meat's still high. Cars are still high. Right. And that's an inflationary thing and supply chain thing versus right. an asset thing. Right. And there's a big distinction. <clears throat> I what are you thinking about, Greg? That... I see. I see. Your no, I'm just thinking up uh, to the it... left. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just thinking that, um, uh, well, I'm thinking a lot about a couple of, you know, I think that we conflate as dentists, we conflate this idea that the only way through business is your your dental business. And I'm really happy that you said that all all assets go on sale, because if you're an associate and you listen to this podcast, you're like, man, if I was just an owner, blah, 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 blah. That's just, I just want to tell you flat out, I call bullshit because you don't have to own your dental. I always say this, and I want to say it again. You don't have to own your dental business to be a business owner. Like part of the thing that gives me a lot of comfort at this point in my life is that I have so many varied income streams. And what gave me a lot of uncomfort, discomfort in my life was that I didn't, I was very, I was consolidated. So if I, I would always, if we could run two groups of people as an experiment, economic experiment, the one that's associate working in an awesome, vibrant practice that has a disciplined ability to invest in real estate or other income, passive income producing businesses, or B, same level of uh, producer as a dentist, but owns his own practice and never really grows it into a business, which is most. 70% of dentists are still solo practitioners. So they're not business owners. And you took those two people and ran the tra trajectory, like the Monte Carlo 20 year scenario. I would put forward, and again, I'm looking for feedback with this, that the guy who was diversified as an associate and decoupled his long-term business asset from his wages would be far better off. Yet we're all drinking the Kool-Aid of like dental business ownership. And I just think that when you say this and, and those people that are maybe just, you know, solo practitioners are not looking to expand their dental practices, this is the time that you want to buy those other assets. Totally. This 100%. is your one chance in the rest of our lifetimes, probably, where you get this possibility to really asymmetrically move your, your generational wealth forward. This is it. It's coming. We knew about this early. We, Peter and I were borrowing money in September, and I borrowed mm -hmm. the most money I've ever borrowed in my entire life at 2.5%. Right. And I knew what we were saying it. And now I'm getting letters from other, you know, previous masterminds from other, you know, I want to do it now. It's still good at 6%, but it's not as good as 2.5. And right. there's going to be, I think, um, a massive opportunity. And you got to look at it that way. You can either hunker down and weather the storm or go out and pick up all the other shit that everybody's dropped. And I think it's just, again, it's psychology. It's your psychology. Do I do anything? Yeah. <clears throat> so with that being said, let's tackle some very specific things that people are doing in their practices right now uh, or should be doing in their practices when looking at potential recession, 18 month consumer spending, uh, inflationary spending and things to that degree. One of those categories, I mean, I can throw some things out there. Things to be thinking about is inflationary money, which Americans don't really understand inflation as much because we haven't experienced it as much as the rest of the world. Right. But one of those things is your money's worth less and less and less, right? So it's a melting ice are, cube, is what you're saying. 
Yes, it's melting ice cube. And so that's the ice thing. for so next week. <laughs> if you're if you're first off, if you're not pursuing your AR, it's a melting ice cube that's out there and hasn't been pursued. And you need to be able to get after that money and pursue it. There's no doubt about that. Bring that in. You should always have a tackle on your AR, but that seems to be one of those things where people get so worried about their business, they forget about the money that's out there and it's also melting. So that's the first perspective that I would give. The other thing I would say is, is remember that what we said earlier is inflationary consumer spending. People will spend money more on things that they necessitate and need and want to do it faster, right? And right here and now, that's going to be one of those things that relates to bread and butter dentistry, right? So this goes back to Craig's discussion about the fact that if you build a well-established infrastructure, you rarely worry about a September things to that degree. Well, that's because he's got all types of comprehensive care, but he's got a balance in there where he knows that his hygiene program strong. He knows that um, from recall, recall process, but also his bread and butter dentistry. It is a huge portion of his business. And so unless if you're on the opposite extremes of those specialty cares, you have to realize that during inflationary times, people will spend money for healthcare, but it's usually emergencies, same day care, um, maintenance and management, those things will still spend the money on. And those are things that we really need to be thinking about because they know that it's also melting ice cube in their bank account and they need to spend it as well. Dwight, bull markets, about what we've been in, allow you to be sloppy. Yeah. Yeah. They allow they yeah. you think that you are God's gift to real estate investing, God's yeah. gift to dentistry. Everything. And meanwhile, you could have thrown a dart stock market. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So bull markets allow you to be sloppy and they give you a false sense of confidence. Yeah. And you and only you really know that because people pat you on the back like you're doing so well. I'm up 20 percent. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So. <clears throat> well, listen, is, there's we're going to find out who's real and who's now's not. the time. Yeah, I agree. You know, there's guys out there that you're feeling bad about yourself because they've grown from zero to 10 practices and their startup and their leverage and blah, blah, blah. Listen, I mean, God bless everybody, but th this is the shakeout. Everybody is a genius. You could have thrown darts at the at at the S at the S&P over the last five years. There's uh, even in real estate. Look at how many people left our industry to become real estate agents. Totally. Like they were hygienists making 120 a year, 100 grand a year. And now they're real estate agents and no one's calling. <laughs> Well, where let me let me land the plane of where I was going with that is that if you're hearing that and saying, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of me, like we just got better, even though I didn't really do anything to make us better, right? As a, as a practitioner or a practice owner, I just it, things got better, you know, because there's more money in the economy. That's that's fair, but now would be the time, in my opinion, that you revisit and audit all the things that got you here. Yes, meaning identify the things that worked. If you know that you know. For instance, also COVID allowed made us sloppy, in my opinion. PPP made people sloppy. PPP oh, made people sloppy, made but sloppy. COVID really made. I was kind of looking at things the other day in our ecosystem about like, you know, there were just things that have never been brought back into uh, fruition after COVID in my ecosystem. And I was like, why are we not doing this? And I was like, I don't know, just kind of not doing it. But like, you know, like for instance, we we were only, we were mandated by the law by the government to only do the things that were absolutely needed, right? So we had to get rid of our internet cafe or internet cafe, uh, can, you know, drinks and refreshments. We had to stop doing paraffin. We, right. had to, we had to limit this and that and this. It became very archaic dentistry. And guess what? That's a lot easier. That's an excuse. And that's a lot easier of a, of a level of service to provide someone, right? Right. When it doesn't have all the fluff and the frills 
customer service just kind of sucks all around you right now. You look at hotels, you look at a lot of restaurants, like it just isn't back to where it was in 2018. Yeah, if your plexiglass is still up all over the place, you know, maybe if you're listening in New York, you might still be mandated to do that in California. But like that's that's negative customer service. Like if you're the last person to pull your plexiglass down, yes. that's like doesn't feel good. So, yes, Greg, to your point, like review kind of some of that, right? If you've gotten a little complacent with COVID or just like because revenues have been really good, like why change anything? We're doing great because you might be forced to. And 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 just like we started either this podcast or last, by the time you're showing symptoms of pain, it is too late. It is a systemic problem that now you are going to have, you know, potentially months to years to fix as a as opposed to it could have been this course correction so audit your systems ask for reviews make sure that cadence is going on is your website what you like all these things get ready for war before the war is king here yeah, i agree yeah i, I love that uh loud sue quote it's better to be a warrior in a gardener in a garden rather than a gardener in a war it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war so stay fit, stay ready, stay hard, like David Goggins and whatever it is. I mean, all that happens is we're we're all in some degree failing to plan for what can happen. I think this and is a great caught. summary concept for everybody listening. Because even if you don't have dry powder to output and buy stuff and you're in that place and things to that degree, this goes back to our mastermind call that we had earlier this month where there was a discussion about the true pandemic in our industry right now is everybody get bigger, get bigger, get bigger, more offices, more numbers, and this and that. And the truth is, is I brought up the quote from Truett from Chick-fil-A in the 1990s when there was a big competition between Boston Market was coming after them and was saying we were going to hit a billion in sales and they're going after them in Chick-fil-A and the board all sat together and they said, well, they're coming after us. They're the chicken competitor or something to that degree. And we said, we've got to compete and we keep doing that. And Truett sat at the end of the table and he started pounding on the table and he stopped and he says, all I hear is everybody talking about uh-huh. wanting to get bigger, but I hear nobody talking about how we're going to get better. And if we get better, our customers will demand that we get bigger. And that in that time, in that time, he slammed and carried and totally took over boss market. Anybody know Boston Market out there? We all yeah, know this. There's exactly. plays popping up everywhere because he decided. And for those of you out there who, yes, you may have an opportunity to dry powder to expand and do. Some of you don't. It doesn't matter. You're in a place where you can get better. Your customer service, your individual relationships, your focus, your phone calls at the end of the day when you're tired and you didn't get to see as many patients. Guess what? You should call. You should check up on those patients. Regardless of their insurance plan, you should take care of them and do what's right because guess what? That's making you better. And then one day you will not be able to care whether it's a September, whether it's anything because you built something better that is requiring to get bigger because of what your people need you to be. So and that's if you've been doing and if you've been like just this guy who's like, oh, I only do all on X's now, like that's me. Like you might have a hard landing yourself if, if that's if you think you're going to stay specialized. I, and I can tell you this as someone who who had a boutique practice in 2007. Yeah. And I spent the next five years pivoting out of that boutiqueness yeah. after I got the pain of 2009 because you have these high highs, you're going to have low lows. And so like Trey, Trey up from Trey will probably be hurt. If, if we have a recession, Trey Tippett will probably be hurt the least on this the, the least on this call because he is obsessed with the base hit, not the home run. Yeah. Right? 
And bread so and go back to the bread and butter and focus on the one hits. I know you like to place six implants at one time, but maybe placing just one or one on a patient is still still pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or I doing think the crown. We get, crown, a, lot, we get a lot of blinders, you know, so people like some of the things that people are not doing is like they're not doing third party financing. Because my patients don't need that. They don't want that. But you got to yeah. offer it. Or, you know, we're not doing safe day dentistry because my patients don't mind coming back. Or we don't have a scanner because my patients don't mind getting impressions. Or we don't have an in-office milk because my patients don't mind temporaries. They don't mind until they mind. Right. And I think that all business really is, and I said this in the last podcast, is innovation and marketing. So you innovate, you provide more value, provide more value to either the people you serve or the people that work with you, and you market it. That's all it is. So if you're literally staying the same, you're going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. So it's, you basically it doesn't describe, matter recession or not. Yeah. And you describe the spending habits of the largest living generation, which is the millennials. So you've got the baby boomers who have all the money, but the spending habits of how your methodologies are for your marketing, and your financing, that is the basis of your business still. And you have to do that. You've got to be prepared. That's online scheduling, that's same day dentistry, that's financing availability, monthly payments as opposed to other. That is the methodology. And I totally agree with you. I think that's where we have to focus. And you've got to build it and have it ready. Don't don't freak out when it's here and it's too late and jump on it and say, oh, well, now we need to implement this and this and this. Because guess what? All those third party vendors are now going to charge you out the wazoo for that. You're behind yeah, it. It's, it's an interesting thing too. What, what a perspective I just want to share as having, you know, 10 different doctors working here, associates, and um, you get to have people in your life that maybe they're great. They're great people. And I love each person that works here, but some psychology is very different from mine. So I've just noticed this trend um, that people get when they get really, really busy, they want to slow it down. They just want, they want to apply the brakes. And a buddy of mine who, who, who unfortunately passed away, but he ran the largest Porsche dealership in the United States. I was talking to him um, when my doctors wanted to slow things down. He's like, well, what's going on? I'm like, yeah, I got to stop taking these insurances. It's too hectic. It's too busy. He's like, never apply brakes to a business. Yeah, yeah. Businesses can never have brakes applied. If you don't want to work, you want to work three days a week or two days a week, fine. The practice needs five days. I'm going to hire the third, the third, the person that's going to work three and four and five days. Or we can't go out of network for that. You, you can go out of network, but I'll put another doctor in that network. So there's certain personalities that may want to slow your business down. It's fine for people to slow down. Just don't slow the organization down. You can kill it very quickly. Great. Yeah, and put yourself in a, you know, instead of that damn social media that you guys are talking about, that kind of the crab pot, start listening to like other podcasts or, yeah. or, or, or YouTube. I mean, that, you know, like Patrick, but David, like he is an, uh, he is, it's the number one business podcast right now, by the way. I didn't and know. For that. good reason, yeah. Um, you know, the all in pot. I know I talk about these, but like oh. fill your brain with this optimism as opposed to like looking on message boards. Who gives a shit what other yeah. dentists think about the economy? Yeah. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, be very careful what goes into your ears. Be very careful. About the economy? <laughs> I'm sorry. I say that. Look, who gives a shit what other dentists think about the economy? And here we are talking about the economy. So it does. <laughs> yeah, but we're all. I think that there's, uh, you know, just to, just to, we're all growing. You know, I just don't want the the people that are contracting to to spoil people with their ideas, contaminate their thought. By the way, funny um, Patrick but David thing. He was in the office and one of my team members didn't know who he was and was assisting me and said, oh, by the way, my friend is a huge fan of your podcast. 
And Patrick David said, thank you. And my assistant's like, no, you're, you're Dr. Spodak. <laughs> True <laughs> fucking story. And Patrick PBD looks at me and goes, brother, that's powerful right there. Oh, that's powerful. And I said to Jenny, who was my assistant, I'm like, Jenny, he actually has like, like billions. She's like, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. And she's like, anyway, my friend can't stop talking about your podcast. To me, right in front of him. Oh, it, and, and it would have felt planned if it wasn't her natural dismissive so nature. Funny. It was so funny. That is funny. What's funny is I, I was a fanboy, saw him, met him in the Breakers. Craig was actually there at the same time at the Breakers. And I was like, Craig, this is my favorite guy. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, lo and behold, this guy becomes a patient of Craig's practice. And now Craig has the relationship with him. When I was the fanboy. I actually texted a video of him like, Peter, where are you? But he's, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's, he's awesome. obsessed. He's obsessed. Awesome. But, but again, just tying it back to what we were talking yeah. about, the guy grew up and, you know, Peter made me read his book before the podcast, The Five Next Moves, right? Correct. He grew up fleeing um, a violent wartime Iran. His car with his father driving crossed the bridge and he looks in the rearview mirror behind us, a child and the bridge blew up. It could have been him. So this guy has an allergy to being poor. He's so scared of it. He's going to go to billions. Um, you know, and even I was listening to uh, Papa John, Paul, yeah, yeah, Papa yeah. John Shatner yeah. or whatever his yeah. name is. Mm -hmm. He's like, even when I had like 50 million, I would have nightmares. I'm going broke. A hundred. Yeah. I actually said that just this week. And he said, uh, you know, even when I knew I had a hundred million dollars was the first time I was able to really get a good night's sleep. Right. But like, that is crazy, crazy. Like, it's like you're afraid of snow and you move to Jamaica and you're still having nightmares of snow. It's impossible. <laughs> he has so much money. Um, and it's, it's just, uh, you know, there's a healthy balance to be paranoid and want to innovate, but then also just pat yourself on the back a little bit too. Like if you, if you spend a hundred grand a year and you have X millions of dollars in the bank, even if you live to 180, you're not spending that shit. Right. So like feel successful. The worst thing is when you're super successful and you feel broke and poor. That sucks. That's <laughs> so true. All right. Anything else? Let's wrap oh, it. Beautiful.